If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. It is a purple haze descending on the Vikings. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. Just one after another. It's an assembly line as we are in the air everywhere. Homeboys, as we go to the tipping point, coast to coast, border to border and beyond, on the vast and hypnotically powerful. Microphones of FSR emanating live from the machine, the vending machine of hot takes, and we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be in our lead this hour. Coming from the Amazon. Well, not the real Amazon. Actually, the Delaware Valley. But that's where my man, my my guy, Al Michaels, and Herbie, Kirk Herbstreet, were schmoozing on the digital boob tube. Marquee, B. 
build, anyways, a marquee NFC matchup. The Vikings, who had a really sexy record last year. I guess the Philadelphia Eagles, who were in the Super Bowl. They didn't win it. Kirk Cousins, who's the star of that quarterback's reality show. Jalen Hurts, the next big thing. He got paid all that money in the offseason. So, did you watch? Perhaps not. Now, don't worry. We watched for you. It is our good mitzvah of the day. So, DeAndre Swift, a Swifty, thumped the Purple People Eaters defense. Well, they used to be called that when they were good. 181 total yards, 175 of those on the ground, and a touchdown as Philadelphia held off Minnesota 34-28. The Eagles improved to 2-0. On the young season, the Minnesota Vikings are now 0-2. That's not good. But they did, if you're a gambler, they got a backdoor push, depending on what line you got. You might have won the game. It was 6.5 at one point, but it went went off the board at 6. The better story, though, is in the losing locker room. That is where we will begin this rant. And the question, as we discuss, Who gets the biggest chunk of the Vikings' juicy Lucy of blame? Not to be confused with the blame pie, not to be confused with the blame burrito. This is the juicy Lucy of blame for the Vikings. So who gets the biggest chunk of that? I've got Sugar Shack, Salvation Army, and 50-50 Raffle. And we will tie all of these things together, and we are going to make... A lake. Because they got extra lakes there back in Minnesota. So, A, listen, uh, we we start at the very top here. We'll take a swim. Kevin O'Connell and Brian Flores. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Uh, Those guys get to go first here. They get a big chunk. Now, I know they didn't play it down. I realize that. However, they are in charge of the basics. The Minnesota defense was manhandled by the Eagles' offensive line. Bunch of lightweights. Minnesota, you got guys playing who are backups, but you're still in the NFL. You're getting paid. Do your job. Philadelphia, if you watch this game, you know it was mostly the Philadelphia Eagles running offensive plays. They ran 20 more offensive plays than the Minnesota Vikings because they could run right, left, and right up the gut. It didn't matter. They did what they wanted on the ground in this game from soup to nuts, and they had possession of the ball for almost 40 minutes of a 60-minute game, 259 yards, and a cherry on top for Philadelphia. They averaged 5.4 yards per rush, and it actually seemed worse than that when you're watching the game. Now, Brian Flores, he needs to do better. He needs to coach better. Hopefully his lawsuit goes better than his job with the Vikings has gone so far because, man, this guy's one of the the great defensive minds and all that, and they are doing nothing. Uh, Nothing in terms of – in this game, they didn't. Last week, they didn't give up that many points. Uh, But, man, Baker Mayfield was able to make some plays there in that game. So then you have Kevin O'Connell, who is the head ball coach the CEO of the Minnesota football team, which is fundamentally broken. And at this point, Kevin O'Connell is running a sugar shack, but they only have one item on the menu. Butter fingers. That's it. Two words. Ball security. 
Not one, not two, not three. How about four fumbles? Four fumbles in this game on Thursday night and three turnovers against the Buccaneers the previous game. So the Vikings, I crunched the numbers on this. I used some Maller math. The Vikings are on pace for 59 and a half turnovers this season, which amazingly would not be the NFL record. The NFL record was held and is still held by the 1978 49ers. In a much shorter season, comparably, they had 63 turnovers. But the Vikings, if they increase their turnover rate just a little bit, they're right there neck and neck. Now, O'Connell better have these guys run gassers. Right? That's what they were doing the old times. Now, of course, you probably can't do that. But, man, if I was coaching the Vikings, if I was allowed to, it's like, all right, you guys in the back do burpees, and the rest of you have to run to the tree. No, no, not that tree. You have to run to the tree in Duluth is where you have to run and run back. Now, Kirk Cousins had a, a really sexy stat line. He had 364 yards passing, four touchdowns. He did have a fumble, but that's expected. But it was an uphill situation all day. Philadelphia built up a big lead. The Vikings did not quit. They came back, and if you're a gambler, you're very grateful for that. But the Vikings fall to 0-2, two technically one-score losses. This season, and they now have the Chargers in their next game. They've got a couple of extra days of rest, and you'd think the Vikings offensively will be fine against the Chargers, but it doesn't matter if they keep turning the ball over. Now, on the other side of this, page two, the winning side, which is not as good a story, Philadelphia overpowering, running rough shot over Minnesota, as we said, but let's step back, and if you take a look at the wide-angle view here, the Eagles are 2-0. and Are you impressed with the Birds? Are you impressed? So I'm giving that question a little bit of stink eye. I am, because it's a tricky little dance is what it is. To me, the Eagles, I watched a lot of the game against the Patriots, and certainly this game, I watched all of it, and they haven't proven anything this season, even though they're 2-0. The Eagles have Supposedly high standards after getting to the Super Bowl and losing, but Mac Jones tore them up in that New England game for a good chunk of the second and third quarter. And in this game, Kirk Cousins, for the most part, shredded the Philadelphia pass defense. And Philly has been manning a Salvation Army red kettle. And they're getting a lot of donations, a lot of them. The four fumbles by the Vikings. The Patriots had two turnovers, including a pick six in the game last week. So that is 24 points scored as a direct result of the other team just putting a nice gift in that red kettle. And then you have Jalen Hurts, who had one of those misleading stat lines. That if you didn't watch the game and you looked at the numbers, you said, wow, that's pretty good. Now, I, I continue to be blown away that the NFL did not banish the tush push the rugby play that is still as fearsome as a Barracuda. The tush push is unstoppable. Why doesn't everyone do that? So two more rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. The passing part was the spotty part. He had 193 passing yards, which looks great in the box score, 8.4 yards per attempt. He had a touchdown, did have an interception, but there were two plays that broke the stat sheet apart. There was a 63-yard pass and run for a touchdown to Devontae Smith and a 54-yard dart 
to Devontae Smith. So on those two plays, Jalen Hurts got 117 yards. Now, bear with me. You're not supposed to give math on the radio, but I'm going to give you some more math. So 117 yards on those two plays. The other 16 completed passes that Jalen Hurts had, and I wrote this down in my notes, the other 16 completed passes went for a grand total of 76 yards, which means that Jalen Hurts, on those other 16 completions, averaged 3.4 yards in a cloud of dust, and that was in his other 21 pass attempts. Now, I don't want to be critical, but that sucks. All right, now the last word here. Let's go back to Minnesota. Theme of the night. Fumble! The fumble ruski. Which they would have been better off running the fumble ruski because that trick play worked. Their fumbles did not work. Now, there's one fumble that stood out head and shoulders above all of the rest. All of them. And that was the one just before halftime involving Justin Jefferson. He came this close to having a touchdown. Nearly had a touchdown in the second quarter, relatively late. But after an instant replay review, it was determined that the fumble, did you see this? It went over, the ball went over the pylon. Oh, my God, no. Say it ain't so, Batman. Yeah. So the, the ball goes over the pylon. And as a result, Justin Jefferson the fumble that he had there, the NFL rules mandate that the Eagles are given the football back, and they got it. So instead of the Vikings getting a touchdown and closing right there at before halftime, they turn the ball over, and then the Eagles go down and get a field goal before halftime. So that's a pretty big swing in the game, which turned out to be a one-score game. Here's the aforementioned Kevin O'Connell giving his 10 cents on that particular play. Let's go to the audio tape. We just got to continue to emphasize decision-making, technique, and fundamentals as far as the ball carriers go. But like I said, Justin's just trying to make a play in that moment, and the hardest thing to do uh, is to you know, get a guy not to reach the ball out when they're that close to scoring a touchdown in a critical moment. Exactly. And I would like to address this. Uh, I'm going I'm to go on a little rant here. I'm going to on my soapbox. It's a very large soapbox, okay? And I want to make my pitch right now. The question is, will the NFL ever address the fumble touchback rule? And I've determined not in my life. They should, but they won't. Why? I've got arrogance, pigheadedness, and neurosis as the big three here. And we're not exactly splitting atoms. I've been doing this for a long time. I, I can't believe how long I've been doing this now. The years just keep piling up. And over every couple of seasons, now it doesn't happen every year, but every few years we get this story. It's an evergreen story. It never changes. People are up in arms. People complain. People scream and shout. Then you've got those, the rule nerds. That's a good rule. We like the rule. I hate the nerd. I hate those rule nerds. I cannot stand them. And they'll call up. We might get one to call up at some point. Well, you know, Ben, it's really uh, because out of an abundance of caution, you've got to do this, you know. And uh, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Fumbles, it has been proven. We have the data. A fumble in an NFL game is a, it's like a 50-50 raffle, meaning the ball could go either way. But yet, if you fumble out of the end zone, the defense gets the fumble 100% of the time. Explain how that makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me, but explain to to me how it makes sense like I'm a kindergartner. You're punishing perseverance. You are 
not rewarding determination, you are kicking determination in the nuts for the offensive player. You lose possession despite the defense not recovering the ball. They didn't get the ball. The ball went out of bounds. The whistle blew. And not only did they get the ball, they gained 20 yards of field position. So 20% of the field they gained. Now, if you have a problem, you need a solution. So I have a solution I would like to pitch. No one else has this content, okay? I'm going to run this by you. You are the jury, and I want to see if you will vote yes or no on this. So I thought about it, and I thought about it a lot over the years, but here's my solution to this pylon, end zone, fumble, turnover situation. The Maller solution. Add a college basketball-style possession arrow. Possession arrow. Let me explain. Okay. Let me explain. All right, if you win the kickoff, that means, just like in basketball, the other team gets the fumble possession arrow. So, here's the way it works. When the offense gets the ball back, right, the offense gets the ball back out of the fumble, you send it to the original line of scrimmage before the end zone fumble if they happen to have the possession arrow. Now, if the defense has the possession arrow and they choose to go uh, that way, if it's the defense, you just spot the ball at the one-yard line, and they start from there. You don't go to the 20-yard line. You start at the one-yard line because it fumbled out of the end zone. How do you assume it goes back to the 20? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It is the story that keeps giving. Every day there's a new revelation. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, hanging out, besties, as we nuke the fridge, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond, on the vast and groovily powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the fireside, the fireside chat. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 Recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way the tire buying should be. And our lead this hour comes from football. We'll get back to the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. Coming up a little bit later, we had a full Maller monologue on that earlier as that game goes the way of the, the birds. Although if you bet on the game, you did not, uh, did not uh, end up uh, smiling. I don't think you were smiling because uh, the, the game was a push. It went, up, went off the board. The gambling market had it at six, although it was, if you got it earlier in the week, it was six and a half if you're, if you're better. Uh, but it ended up at six, and so the game pushed, and so uh, get your money back if you did that unless you bought a point. The Vikings with four more fumbles in that game and the Philadelphia Eagles who win but yet don't look very impressive. Uh, it's a it's a weird uh, weird situ- situation, but uh, we'll have more on that coming up a little bit later on as we continue here through the overnight. But we're going to get to a story off the shores of Lake Erie, as we have been overwhelmed with Buffalo Bill apologists, and we go where the news of the day takes us, and it continues to swirl around a wide receiver. In Orchard Park, New York, the Stefan Diggs story, its tentacles are all over the NFL. Now, if you haven't heard the latest here, perhaps not, let me give you the very small recap of what happened here. So, uh, Stefan Diggs got called out by a Buffalo Bills team reporter, and then he responded. It seemed like he had a ghostwriter, very wordy thing. He was playing the victim card from the bottom of the deck, this great travesty uh, somebody didn't like him and they got recorded not liking him and so he had this very you know the sob story uh, on social media uh, and now we've learned that the cowboy defender who happens to be the brother of Stefan Diggs Trayvon Diggs 
has now spoken, and he wants his brother out of a Buffalo Bills uniform after the latest drama-o-rama in Buffalo. Uh, upset, upset that that reporter was caught on a hot mic, candid camera, uh, saying that there's no control over Stephon Diggs. And then, of course, she apologized because she's trying to save her job. But we all know the way this works. You, you don't accept the apology. You, you accept the initial statement because they didn't realize they were being recorded. And so they spoke. Anyway, uh, so Tra- Trevon of the Cowboys responded to that. He said, uh, Ta, they turn on you so quick. Gotta get bro somewhere safe. Close quote. Gotta get bro somewhere safe. Shots fired. Let us discuss the question. What is your verdict on this latest wrinkle in the Stefan Diggs story? So I've got Parachute, Hormel Foods, and Island Time. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make chicken wings. Now, the modern American chicken wing started... In Buffalo. Now, chickens have always had wings, but the mass consumption of the chicken wing, you can thank the Anchor Bar in Buffalo. I was there years ago. I was in Buffalo. I went to the Anchor Bar and heard so much about it. And walked in there, and the first thing I saw was a photo of the old Dodger manager, Tommy Lasorda, who had stopped by there and probably not paid a dime for his meal. Uh, it, was just, it was just kind of funny. Anyway, all right, so first of all, Trayvon Diggs didn't turn on the fog machine here. It's, it's not like he's tiptoeing around this. It's rather clear. It's like vodka. It's very clear. Uh, it's as plain as the schnozola on your face. Buffalo is not a safe space. Not a safe space. Stephon Diggs taking friendly fire. Friend, body blow from a reporter who is supposed to be on the payroll and put players on a pedestal. When you are a team employee, say I never pay attention to these team website stories or the league website stories. It's all bull crap. They're paid to genuflect to the athletes' wants and needs. That's just the way it is. And for all those Bills Mafia guys who have flooded the phones and the social media on this show who tell me, including Andy, the comic book guy, that Stefan Diggs' story is contrived by gas bags and media people. It's national media. Nobody in Buffalo believes this. Well, you have a Bills reporter who said it, but they, just, they didn't realize they were on the record. So you have that. And now you have the brother of Stefan Diggs, an active NFL player, implying that he would like a trade for his brother. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. And the, the Cowboy player, uh, Trevon, he, he wants his brother to flip the switch, apparently, and enter what they have in college football. They don't, I, I guess Trevon knows they don't have this in the NFL. The transfer portal. And when Stephon Diggs enters the transfer portal, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, I, I, I don't want to speak for the Diggs family, but they would like the parachute to drop down in Jerry's world. Now, is it true that Stephon Diggs, the Bills player, and his brother conspired together. Now, we've seen players relocate because of family. The greatest example recently was 
Odell Beckham a couple years ago, whose old man went on social media and ripped apart Baker Mayfield, ripped the Browns apart, and then eventually they got their wish, and Baker Mayfield uh, stayed briefly in Cleveland, and Odell Beckham uh, did not. But blood is thicker than water. I saw that on a bumper sticker, and this is the family business, and the family's not happy. Now, secondly, on a turn to baseball, there's an interesting story. A couple of stories in baseball that caught my attention. The season winds down. And then the hunt for the World Series in October starts up. So the guillotine fell at Fenway Park. Heim Bloom, who? Heim Bloom was whacked as the general manager of the stumbling and bumbling Red Sox after four seasons. The Sox playing the Yankees in a doubleheader on Thursday. And while all that was going on, it was announced that they had removed their general manager. Now, the owner, John Henry, pulling the plug on his latest Yale-educated czar of baseball ops, and it was only a four-year run. So did Heim Bloom get a raw deal as the Red Sox GM? That's the, the first question. And I'm shaking my head no on this. Like, Heim Bloom oversaw an era of mostly mediocrity in Boston baseball, and it is a results-based business. I think that's the way it is. I know this one is. So Heim Bloom was there when they tore down the the stars that had been there, they, you know, merrily carrying out the orders to trade Mookie Betts from ownership. It's the the problem was not necessarily trading Mookie Betts if the Red Sox weren't going to pay him. But you got to get something in return more than a, a bunch of flat soda and stale potato chips. That was a total train heist by the Dodgers. The, the, the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts and David Price, he stinks, and cash for Alex Verdugo, who's an average outfielder, Connor Wong, who's a you know, below-average player, and Jeter Downs, who's not even that. And that trade alone justifies giving a pink slip to Heim Bloom if he signed off on that and said this is the best we can get for a player who's a generational talent in Mookie Betts. And then he also gave Trevor Story and his broken-down body $140 million. He's hardly played for the Red Sox. So when you, you take a couple of steps back, Heim Bloom was working at Hormel Foods the Red Sox roster was filled with canned spam. From top to bottom, they were, they were signing stopgap players, a bunch of leftover Dodger guys they had, Justin Turner's at the end of his career, Kenley Jansen, guys like that. But the biggest indictment to the Red Sox former GM is the A word. That is the word that gets you fired every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Apathy. And from what my guys are telling me in, in Boston, that there was a, there's been a bunch of apathy among the Red Sox fans, that the diehard fans, are just that Fenway's been, a, by its standards, pretty much a ghost town, and they're indifferent, that there's not a lot of passion. They know the team's not very good. And we have complete confidence. Though. You ask the question, is this a good job? Yeah, it's a good job. The Red Sox have a big payroll, but it doesn't matter because the Red Sox are just going to hire – uh, another computer whiz, some whiz kid who has an Ivy League degree, and that's just what they do. 
they just will go that direction. All right, quickly, one other thought on baseball, and I want to head to Anaheim, where we are now told the Angels have, quote, seen no indication, close quote, that Mike Trout wants to be traded. Now, this comes on the heels of a recent report that said Trout is going to request a trade. The assumption is in a private conversation with the front office, he wants to know about the direction of the team, and the assumption is he's going to ask for a trade. But this latest report says there's no indication of that happening. So we have conflicting reports, dueling banjos. How do you decode Mike Trout's passive attitude, if this report is true, on his halo future? So I have predictable, I have predictable as the word here. Mike Trout just doesn't seem all that motivated to do anything, to play baseball, to complain, to not complain. He's just, he's not a guy that's going to raise a hullabaloo. He's not wired that way. He's living on island time, chillaxing. Mike Trout is not a guy who seems to be neurotic about shadow blasting the halos, right? He just wants to have a pineapple cocktail, sit on the beach, put some suntan lotion on, and just enjoy life. If the team happens to be good, that's more fun. But if the team sucks, you know, he's just, he's on island time. He's living the island life. But this story, I will guarantee you that this Mike Trout story is going to work as freshly chopped firewood And this will be on the hot stove league of baseball fire as soon as the playoffs end. And the usual suspects, will Mike Trout go to the hometown Phillies? Is he going to go to the Yankees? How about the Red Sox? Will the Mets make a splash? Same old, same old, same old. Everyone will be chomping at the bit to get their hands on Mike Trout. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Here we go! It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Kubalu. Some baseball scribes are suggesting that Julio Rodriguez could make a case for AL MVP if the Mariners are able to win the AL West. Ben, there's nothing Rodriguez can do to win the award, right? Well, other than divine intervention or Shohei Otani being arrested in some scandal, uh, yeah, Shohei's got that wrapped up. There used to be a Laker broadcaster who uh, said back in the day, it's in the refrigerator, the door's closed, the light's out, the eggs are cooling, and the butter's getting hard, and the jello's jiggling, and all that crap. Uh, even if with Otani's body falling apart, he's the, he was the top story in baseball most of the baseball season, and the Angels, terrible, doesn't matter, Otani's going to win the MVP. The other issue is Julio Rodriguez is in Seattle, and as Jimmy Johnson called it, for most of the East Coast media, that's Southern Alaska, and it's off the grid from the I-95 media corridor, so good luck on that. Next! The Clippers are going to try out an alternative to the season ticket. Steve Ballmer called it more of a season pass that you can share with three or four people like you used to be able to do with a Netflix account. Uh, Ben, do you think this is going to catch on throughout the league? So I didn't hear anything about this. It sounds like something that people have already been doing. I mean, people buy season tickets and they split them up among their friends or businesses split them up with the employees and stuff. So it doesn't sound like that unorthodox. And uh, I guess the team just wants in on it. But Steve Ballmer is a marketing maven. That clip joint, the Intuit Dome, my God, is that going to be great? Uh, so if, if Ballmer wants it, I'm, I'm good with it. Next! Nick Bosa said that he thinks fans are going to take over so far this weekend and that the 49ers have the best traveling fan base in the league. Ben, do the 49ers have the best traveling fan base? Well, yes, Coop, because the term best means as good as all the rest. So, yes, they have the best, as good as every other team in the NFL. But no, the Niners have a national fan base, and we have some fans of this show that travel around a bunch of Niner games, and 
It's a byproduct of the 1980s. But when I think of the greatest traveling teams that I've seen at NFL games I've been to, I think of the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Packers. The 49ers are right around there. The Raiders, the Eagles, those are the teams that stand out. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? He passed this edition. That is a win, even with a Clipper question. Even with a Clipper question, I got the win. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. That it is. Every week at about this time, the Comedy Club is open to business, open for business. We want to thank you for sending the jokes in. You guys have been great. We started this years ago. When we started, we had just Josh in Cincinnati and like two other people that sent jokes in. I think Bill in Iowa. And you know, those guys don't send jokes Bill. anymore. But we have a bunch of other people that send jokes in. It's great. And so thank you guys. Surfer Todd the Comedian, George and Uvalde and Gordon at Tacoma and all you other guys that sent jokes in. We do appreciate it. And uh, joining us again, the Laugh Track. He lives in Miami. He only calls us now on Friday for lame jokes. America's favorite weed man, Weed Man Hippie. I love you, Ben. Your phone's working now, Weed Man. Yeah. Amazing. You, no, you, you just hit the button. All right. All right, here we go. These are actual <laughs> jokes sent in by actual listeners. What are the odds in Vegas for Lizzo to beat the sexual harassment charges against her? I don't know. What are the odds? They're currently listed, Eddie, on the big board as Fat Chance, Eddie. As Fat Chance <laughs> from, uh, from Chip in Maine. You didn't like that, Weed Man? You didn't like that one? No? Yeah, I liked it. No, that was a fake laugh. You don't even know who Lizzo <laughs> is. All fake laughs. What's the difference between Aaron Rodgers falling down and Lizzo falling down? Uh, oh, Aaron Rodgers and Jets. I'm from New York. Ah! <laughs> what was that? Like your primal scream? joke. He's trying to. Are make you a Jets fan, Weedman? I'm from New York. I know that doesn't mean you're a Jets fan, though. No, I'm not a Jets fan yeah. now, right. but I like that Aaron Rodgers came back. Yeah, he's gonna have a big. Yeah, he's having. He's, he's gonna have a big year. You should bet on the Jets to win the Super Bowl, Weedman. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the, Oh, the boy. answer, Eddie, uh, Aaron Rodgers twists an ankle. Lizzo twists a sidewalk. That's the answer. It's <laughs> <laughs> Gordon and Tacoma. I'm not feeling the laugh this week, Weed Man. Have you changed your laugh? I feel like you've lost your way. Is he down okay. on his luck? Yeah, are you down on your luck? Have you found your teeth, Weed <laughs> Yes. Have you no, found your teeth? I, no, <laughs> I didn't find my teeth. I have mice and... Can't even work the phone. All right. Uh, did you know that Lizzo is a fan of the Indianapolis Colts? I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, Jim Ursay no. once offered $20 million to fly her home, Eddie. So it was very, very nice. <laughs> uh, yes, we have a winner. That's uh, George from Uvalde there. Thank you, George. Uh, why does Lizzo have more threads than other people? Uh, I, don't, I don't know why. Well, she accidentally split her jeans, Eddie. That's why. I mean, everywhere. That's, that's from Surfer Todd the Comedian. Now, check this out. We've met Surfer Todd. We love Surfer Todd the Comedian, right? He's a great guy, friend of the show. Did you know Surfer Todd the Comedian has been in the hospital 
for 24 straight days. He's got uh, some kind of infection. So uh, wow. get better, get better, Surfer Todd, the comedian, man. Hopefully they give you some powerful drugs there. And oh, knock that's that... bad, Surfer Todd. I know, man. Come on, we love you, Surfer Todd. What's worse than Lizzo in your refrigerator? I don't know what's worse. Peyton and Eli Manning on your TV. That would be worse, Eddie. That's, uh, Gordon in Tacoma. What is Lizzo's favorite scene from the movie Beverly Hills Cop? I don't know. For some reason, she likes the banana in the tailpipe. I don't know why, Eddie. I have no idea why she likes that. Uh, there you go. All right. We have the... The Weed Man radio roast. How is Weed Man like a worm? Uh, he's down in the dirt. Well, neither one has teeth, Eddie, and both should be found underground. <laughs> oh, no. No. Surfer. Surfer Todd, the comedian. Why, why will <laughs> Weed Man... <laughs> why will Weed Man hippie never go to Buffalo? Uh, I don't know Why? All of those bills, Eddie. He wants oh. nothing to do with those bills. No, no, no. He can't pay them. Uh, that's Eric in Kansas. Why does it, or what does it mean? What does it mean if Weed Man sticks a penny into a tire and doesn't see Lincoln's head? I don't know. What does it mean? It, it means the donations were down that day, Eddie. That's what it means. That's shit. <laughs> In Maine, very funny man, Chip in Maine. We thank you for that. Uh, of course, Weed Man has no idea of that joke because he, he does not hear the tire rack commercials. Why doesn't Lizzo want to date Weed Man? Uh, I don't know why. No. Well, apparently Lizzo said she can't eat him out of house and home, so she wants nothing to do with it. That's, uh, he's, already, he's already out of those things. That's Brendan from Boston. Thank you, Brendan. Why doesn't Weed Man have cockroaches in his apartment? Oh, I assumed he did. Uh, why doesn't he? No, oh. it, tur it turns out he doesn't because the dust mites ate them all, Eddie. They uh, <laughs> ate the cockroaches. So, uh, so. The mice ate them. Uh, Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Coop, you got any jokes over there, Coop? You have a couple. Come on, Coop. Right. Uh, what's the best way to drown a hipster? I don't know. <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> Throw him in the mainstream. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't like that. Uh, and I got, I got one more here. All right. Um, <laughs> what's worse than waking up after a party and finding a penis was drawn on your face? Um, I, I don't know. Finding out it was traced. <laughs> oh, oh, Those are from Aussie Momentum. Okay, I sent you a couple other ones if you want uh, as well. Good job, Aussie Momentum. Do you know what the difference? Do you know what the difference between Weed Man Hippie and a slug is? Uh, no, what's the difference? Nothing, Eddie. Absolutely nothing, Eddie. Oh, That's a hillbilly mic. When Weed Man and his buddy come across roadkill, why does he always let his buddy eat first? Uh, I don't know why. Uh, well, uh, because when, the, when his buddy throws up, he... Weed Man gets a hot meal, Eddie. He gets a hot meal. Oh! oh. <laughs> That's a hillbilly Mike sent that one in. Uh, very nice. What do Weed Man Hippie and the New York Giants have in common? Uh, I don't know what. They are both surrounded by squalor and have no teeth, Eddie. They have absolutely no teeth there. Uh, very nice. Who is, who is Wander Franco's literary hero? Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. 
The Pied Piper, Eddie. He likes the Pied wow. Piper there. <laughs> All right, there it is. Wow. Uh, that was the Hillbilly Mike. Thank you, Lee, man. Lame jokes of the week. Good job, joke writers. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Here's all another tale. It's it's Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. The Coop Scoop on Entertainment. And uh, here he is. The Coopaloop, Justin Cooper. All right, Ben, as you know, we are uh, we are heading into the fifth month of the writer's strike. And so... Uh, I saw some of the talk shows that said that we're, we're going to cross over and, and, and get back on the air, right? Well, that's actually what I was going to talk oh, to you about during, oh, okay. uh, right, during this edition of Coop Scoop Entertainment. Uh, Bill Maher uh, announced that he will be returning to the screen. Um, he sent out a message on X or Twitter, and I will read it for you. I actually uh, got into a little bit of a... Uh, a Twitter kerfluffle with some people because I replied to this, Uh-oh. but uh, I know um, he says real time is coming back. Unfortunately, sans writers or writing. It has been five months and it is time to bring people back to work. The writers have important issues that I sympathize with and hope they are addressed to their satisfaction, but they are not the only people with issues, problems and concerns. Uh, despite some assistance from me, much of the staff is struggling mightily. We were all hopeful this would come to an end after Labor Day, but that day has come and gone, and there still seems to be nothing happening. I love my writers. I am one of them, but I am not prepared to lose an entire year and see so many below-the-line people suffer so much. I will honor the spirit of the strike by not doing a monologue, a desk piece, new rules, or editorial, the written pieces that I am so proud of on Real Time. And I'll say it up front to the audience, the show that I will be doing without my writers will not be as good as our normal show, full stop. But the heart of the show is an off-the-cuff panel discussion that aims to cut through the BS and predictable partisanship, and that will continue. The show will not disappoint. So as why doesn't he just write his own stuff? Well, because then I—I mean, because then that would be—I mean, some people are arguing that he is crossing the picket line anyway by doing this, but but by writing his own stuff, then that would really be. Well, this is the kind of thing that sticks to you too, right? Because uh, you know, down the line, when the writer's strike ends, and they'll, uh, you know, the people will remind. Anytime he says something about some kind of labor issue. Right, and, and that's crossed, kind of the cross the line. You're that's kind of the discussion. I wonder how his writers are going to feel about it because I because I get it because there's a lot of people that you know work on a uh, on a show or a production that have nothing to do with the writers' strike and they're out of work right now. They're you know so yeah. Well, I remember in baseball when they had the strike years ago and they were they had replacement players and the guy some of those guys ended up staying in the major leagues and the rest of their careers like the. They were not part of the union, and they got goofed on by other certain hardliners in baseball. Were never accepted those guys, and they some of those guys lasted a long time. So, right. yeah. Well, I, I I commented something in in support of, of what he's doing, and then I got attacked. So, uh oh, I know. And, and some somebody some random person was like, "Wow, can't believe the little kid from Liar Liar is a scab." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, well. Uh-oh. Whatever. Uh, I, I don't know that I consider it scabbing, but I get I, you know, it's yeah. it's a fine line. When are they going to end this? I mean, this thing's going I know. It, I know. Nuts. It's it's insane. Uh but uh there are still a few new things uh premiering. Uh, this weekend in theaters is the uh a new movie A Haunting in Venice. Um and that one I uh, was seen by Fox Sports Radio producer Lee DeLapp already. Said it was entertaining. 
how many stars did Lita Lap give it on the Lita Lap scale? He did not give me a stars uh, right. uh, stars grading, but uh, it stars Tina Fey, uh, Jamie Dornan, who I believe is from Fifty Shades of Grey, and Michelle Yeoh, who is who is so hot right now in the industry. Um, and yeah, I mean that's that's pretty. You much left all out the for. the star of the movie, Kenneth Branagh. Oh. So hot right now. I thought I didn't know he started. I thought he was the director. I mean, he is yeah, the director, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know he was uh, also in it. It's uh, that oh god, that famous French detective, Perrault or Perrault or something like that. Ross Perot? No, not that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't it's, know. It's uh, it's a famous uh, you know, like uh, oh god, he's famous. Yeah, Inspector right. Cluzo. Yeah, you're wasting time. Yeah, From the Pink I, Panther, Inspector Cluzo. Uh, All right, I, I must move on. Yeah. From the Pink <laughs> Panther, move on. Then I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. All right, that yeah. is Goof Scoop. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.